my parents named me Katie after my mother's grandmother. But my father's mother declared that Katie was not a proper name and could not be on my birth certificate. So my first name is Catherine. And then they decided to pick Elizabeth as my middle name. And I, I think that came from my father's side of the family, but I'm not 100% sure. I know at one time they were thinking my middle name might be Teresa, so my initials would be KT. I think they were thinking that at one time. But my name is Catherine Elizabeth, which to me sounds very British and very royal. My brother's name has a history all of its own. My brother is named Merritt Morgan Arnold. Merritt is my father's mother's maiden name, and Morgan is the last name of some dear family friends. My dad would go and spend the summers with the Morgans when he was growing up. And so my brother has three last names, Merritt Morgan Arnold, but I've also heard all three as first names too, so he's all first names, Merritt Morgan Arnold. And now we have Merritt Morgan Arnold Jr., and that keeps going. The names that we are given have meaning, and they say something about who we are, but they also say something about who gave us those names. Katie and Catherine mean pure or pure one. We have several Daves and Davids in this congregation, and David means beloved, friend. We have a few Debbies in this congregation, and Deborah means honeybee. But we also have two Lindas, and depending on whether the Linda comes from English or Spanish, it either means pretty or it means lime tree. I'm going to say, y'all are both pretty. You aren't lime trees. You're both pretty. In our scripture this morning, we have an angel coming to Joseph in a dream and saying, don't worry, go ahead and marry Mary. She is going to give birth to a son who is of God, and you're going to name him Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, we have the angel Gabriel who comes to Mary and says just about the same thing. You're going to give birth to a son he is of God, and you will name him Jesus. But our text in Matthew today also lists up two other names for Jesus. We have Jesus the Messiah in the translation that Diana read. It was Jesus the Christ. We also have Emmanuel. Jesus, Messiah, Emmanuel. Each one has a different meaning, and each one adds to our understanding of who Jesus is. Jesus, Messiah. The Hebrew word Messiah means anointed one. For our author in Matthew to say that Jesus is the Messiah, he's staking a claim. He's staking a claim. This baby, this child, this man, this man from Nazareth is the anointed one of God. He is the chosen one of God who is going to deliver. Who is going to deliver. The messianic character that we find in the Hebrew scriptures, what we call the Old Testament, when we follow those descriptions of this character, described as a suffering servant, described as a deliverer, described as someone who frees the people from oppression, we, under, we, we come up with this, this idea of who the Messiah should be. It is, comes about through both scripture and the interpretation of scripture, as well as the context in which the Jews find themselves over the years and the years and the years and the years. By the time we get to Jesus' time, the, mess the messianic character, the Messiah that is prophesied, 
is to believe, to deliver the people from their oppression. And the Jews at the time took that as political oppression, that the Messiah is going to come. He's going to be a leader, most likely a military leader, going to take out all of the Rome and the oppressors that they've got and deliver them so that Israel will be a nation again and be lifted up as a nation. And the Messianic character was also to be of David's line. Matthew is saying Jesus is that. Jesus is the one who will deliver the people from oppression. But then the other names that he uses highlights the type of Messiah that Jesus was to be. Jesus is the Greek version of the Hebrew name Yeshua, which in English we say Joshua. And it can mean deliverer, it can mean savior, it can mean deliverance, salvation, it can mean God saves, it can mean the Lord saves. Right in Jesus' name is Jesus' job description. Savior. Savior. It says in the passage that Jesus will be named Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. Just because I believe that Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior, I still sin. Jesus knows that. Jesus knows that I still sin. I gossip. I like gossip. I confess I like gossip. I tell little white lies. I have not positive thoughts that can be hateful thoughts sometimes. So Jesus isn't saving me from sinning. Yes, understanding Jesus' teachings can teach me what a sin is, but it doesn't always stop me. So if Jesus isn't saving me from sinning, what is Jesus saving me from? And some people will say that Jesus saves us from the consequences of sin. I don't know. I can tell little white lies and get caught, and there's consequences for my little white lies. I can still gossip, and it can cause damage to relationships. Now, my, my thoughts are interior only to me, and, and, and they, they probably aren't hurting other people, but they can have an effect on my mood, how I view myself and how I view someone else. So there are still consequences to my sin. So if I'm still sinning, and if I'm still having consequences, then what is Jesus saving me from? Sin is that which causes us to be separated from God. Yes, sin causes damages in our earthly relationships, but sin ultimately damages our relationship with God. And it creates a chasm, a very deep, very broad canyon, chasm, big separation between us and God. And there's absolutely nothing that we can do as humans to close that gap. We just can't do it. And thankfully, God knows that. So God built a bridge across that chasm. When we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, that bridge is built, and we experience salvation. What Jesus saves us from is eternal separation from God, eternal separation from the Creator who loves us more than we can ever possibly understand, the Creator who created us and loves us more than we can ever possibly know. 
The third name that we find in the passage that Diana read, our author is quoting the prophet Isaiah. He says that he will be born to a young woman and his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God with us. As Christians, we believe that Jesus was conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. That makes Jesus the Son of God. As Christians, we believe that Jesus is God-made flesh. We believe that Jesus is the love of God physically present in the world, walking, breathing, laughing. We believe Jesus is God present with us. We believe that God and Jesus both sent us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God present with us. The Holy Spirit is how we experience Jesus on a daily basis. Emmanuel, God present with us. I saw a story this week that illustrates to me God present with us. Stacy Truman is the mother of two daughters, and she works as the cafeteria manager at Kingston Elementary School, elementary school in Virginia Beach, Virginia. She comes to work before everybody else at the school, before the sun rises, and she takes Sharpie pens, the Sharpie pens. She takes the bananas, and she writes messages on the outside of the bananas for the students to receive. Words of encouragement. It was a practice that she started with her own daughters because she wanted her daughters to know how much she loved them. In the video that I saw, they were asking her about those bananas, and she held up one. It had some red hearts on it, and it said, you are loved. She says she wrote that because these children need to know that they are loved. And you think about that, and you wonder how many of those children, that's the only love they will hear that day. Think of children who maybe they're bullied, maybe the teacher doesn't even favor them, and maybe that's the only word of love that they're going to receive that day. The children report that those bananas make them better friends, make them better people. I see God present in those bananas. Now, I don't know if Stacy's a Christian or not, but the message, you are loved, falls completely within the bailiwick of the Christian message. To tell someone a word of love is definitely being in the presence of Jesus Christ and being within the love of God. I see in Stacy Truman a gift from God of love to children who need to hear it. Don't we all need to hear a message like that every day? Jesus, Savior, Messiah, Anointed One, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, the Anointed One, the Chosen One of God, fully present with us, born to a woman through the power of the Holy Spirit to be our Savior. Jesus saves us from eternal separation from God, saves us from damage to relationships. And if, if we are able to follow Jesus' teachings, can save us from a lot of hurt and pain in this lifetime too. Messiah, Savior, Emmanuel. Today is the fourth Sunday of Advent. We're getting close. Jesus is coming. We're getting really close. We're almost done preparing. 
We've lit the candles for hope, peace, and joy, and today we lit the candle for love. And that's what all of this is about. That's what all of this is about. Jesus was born. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is Emmanuel for one and only one reason. Because God loves us. Jesus is born because of a relationship that can't be repaired in any other way. Because Jesus loves us. Sadly, there are people in this broken and hurting world that cannot accept or comprehend that God could love them. Unfortunately, in this broken and hurting world, we have people who have been taught they are unlovable. In this broken and hurting world, we have people who just can't see that Jesus could possibly forgive them and love them because they've done such horrible, horrible things. Unfortunately, God's message of love is not always well received. Maybe you know someone that has trouble with this message of love. Maybe you at a time in your life has felt God can't possibly love me. Maybe you feel that way today. Hear these words of God loves. Hear these words of good news. God loves you. Period. God loves all people. Period. And scripture tells us there's absolutely nothing we can say or do or think that's going to make God stop loving us. It's not possible. Jesus the Messiah. Jesus God present with us. Jesus is born because of love. Jesus was born 2,000 years ago to a young woman because God loves you. Jesus was born through the power of the Holy Spirit to save because God loves all that God creates. God loves all people. God loves the world. Jesus Messiah, Jesus Savior, Jesus God present with us, Jesus saves so that we can be in the presence of the Lord who loves us more than we can ever possibly understand. It's love that came down at Christmas. It is love that is with you this day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.